This is Petticoat Rule, a program about musical productivity examined through the storytelling lens of women in the music industry. I'm your host, Erica Lang, and let me introduce producer Tara Molesworth. Hello. Hi. And today's guest is Jocelyn Rent. Hello. Jocelyn is everywhere. Formerly the successful front woman of the popular band Omega Love, she came back to music in force after some years of a quiet life raising family. Nowadays, her calendar is jam-packed with gigs as a lead vocalist, with her drummer husband in their band The Rents, in the electronic pop band Android, who just released a new album, and in the wedding band conglomerate Bachelor Boys Band. Her happy-go-lucky attitude mixed with a dogged determination brings enthusiasm and success to her projects and performances, whilst nestling herself as an exemplary role model for her also creative kids. I don't know whether to call Jocelyn a veteran or a phoenix of the Pittsburgh music scene because she is kind of sort of both. And even though I'm pretty sure we're the same age, I want to grow up to be just like her. Aww. <laughs> so nice. Well, so there are so many places to go in the interview and different kinds of questions and ways to organize it. But thinking how to organize it, I decided we should just do the simple thing and start at the beginning. Wow. The beginning of Jocelyn, the creative spirit. It sort of started as I was born, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, I was a dancer as a young girl, which is, I think, why I'm connected with music. I um, I was really drawn to tap dancing, and so I think it gave me a really good sense of rhythm. I grew up in a family that played charades and s- sang songs mm. and lovers of music. Um, my grandfather and my uncle were both... Uh, painters. Mm-hmm. Um, that side of the family, they were actually bridge painters, but also, um, vi- you know, creative painters as well. So I was always sort of around um, a creative vibe or family. And 
it really influenced me, I guess. Yeah, like it's like uh, valued in your family. Very much, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just part of who we are. And so as I grew, I uh, ended up going to college for dance and theater. Oh, really? Yeah, for a couple of years, and then I transferred. I went to Antioch College first in Ohio, in Yellow Springs, Ohio, a tiny little liberal, incredibly liberal uh, college. And then I transferred to Chatham and switched my major to um, sort of under the literary umbrella. So I was a um, English and dramatic literature oh. <laughs> major. Oh, wow. Um, and so... And you stopped doing dance and theater or? I did, yeah. And then after college, um, well, actually at Chatham, I, I still did a little bit of theater, but not so much dance. Um, after college, I I just, um, you know, I was working in restaurants. I never really got a job outside of college other than waitressing and um, living in the South Side and kind of hanging with a lot of bohemian types. Mm -hmm. um, and there is where I started singing a lot uh, at parties, just with guitars and yeah. friends, you know, and I have... Um, a friend, Luke Williams, who plays guitar, played guitar for Omega Love and now plays guitar with me in the rents. Mm -hmm. And when Omega Love was forming, they were like, we really want a female vocalist. And he uh, asked me if I wanted to try. Yeah. And so I did. Uh -huh. And the rest is history. And now, so I've been doing music for um, like 10 years now, uh -huh. I would say. And so that first experience with Omega Love, mm -hmm. did you, were they saying, here's the song, here's the words, here's the melody, here's what you do? Or how much did you, how did, how did you start to become a songwriter? <laughs> right. It was really interesting. They gave me sort of, I, I guess <clears throat> I auditioned in a way, they gave me a CD of songs that they had composed um, that weren't, I guess they were full songs. And they auditioned me, but also sort of were aud auditioning for me. Like, do you like the songs? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and so I remember. They wanted you. Yeah. And and I listened to them and they were very um, video gamey mm -hmm. <laughs> and kind of like, I was like, how, how am I supposed to sing over this? You know? Uh -huh, yeah. Um. What did you do? I just, I tried. I tried to write write words and I came up with some melodies. And, you know, from there we just got better and better yeah, at so writing they, so together. So they dug it. They dug what you did. Yeah. I think the first few songs were a little funny uh -huh. <laughs> and awkward. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we went with it and got better and um, ended up putting out two CDs. Wow. And with them... They did a lot. They they composed the music, and I would um, sort of take the songs um, and go up in my room and sit with my journal and try things and record myself and mm -hmm. try different melodies and and come up with something, and then we'd bring it together. I mean, of course, there are always songs that don't work, but we were pretty successful with that sort of um, way of doing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. So um, at that time when you were sitting there with your journal and writing and things, 
did it start right away being personal stuff or did you have like the, what were the kinds of topics you started about? Um, I think it's always been personal and I, it's funny because, um, I'm, I've always am feeling even now in my life, very exposed and very vulnerable. But I think when you can write something and be incredibly honest with it and really touch on your life and your experience, that's what makes great art. You know, I can't, I don't know how to be anything else other than what I'm going through, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Do you feel like once you write it and it's out there and it's this product, if it's a personal thing, and then you grow as a person and you're kind of in a new place now in your life that that song is old Jocelyn stuff when you're a new Jocelyn. Do you feel like those songs are still like a healthy way to to have encapsulated something or does it sometimes keep you in t- like in touch with those moments in a in any kind of holding you back way? Um hmm. I don't think it holds me back. Uh I I actually enjoy going back and listening to those moments and um thinking about where I was and how I've grown. And a lot of the things that I write now, it's still me and it's still um, it, it's still a lot of the same subject matter yeah, yeah, and, right. you know, sort of this trying to figure out who I am and love and whatever experience I'm going through at the time, you know, having children or being married now for 10 years, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but As long as you've been a musician. Yeah. Well, John Rent was the drummer for Omega Love. Yeah. So that's where we yeah. fell in love. Uh-huh. In the practice in Omega room. Omega Love. In the practice room. <laughs> yeah. And it, it really was sort of love at first sight. I sort of... Really? Gazed across him. You know, yeah. As he was playing drums and... Yeah. Do you think he was just making drum face at you or was it like... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. And I, I just became smitten with that drummer face. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's good though. Yeah. Um, so oh, what happened with Omega Love? Why did why did you stop doing that? And was that a decision to start raising a family or did the, all these things just kind of co-align? Well, I think that... Um, when you're working with a band that it's it's such a weird relationship that you have with all these different people trying to be creative and and you become a sort of a family or almost like you're in a relationship like a like a love relationship with them so we had a lot of ups and downs and we had a lot of <laughs> that band it was great there was a time when we were living together I was working with um, the whole band. The whole band. Wow, band yeah. in our twenties. Yeah, wow. it was really fun. We had a big red van. We would drive to New York City and Philly. And we did the thing. We did the thing. We toured all the way, <laughs> all the way to Colorado and back. What for a week? No way. Yeah. What was that for, like? I think it was like ten days, um, and it was great. Yeah. But it was also uh, exhausting being mm-hmm. with these people all the time living with them. I worked with um, the bass player 
I was in a relationship with John, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and so we had fights and we had yeah fun moments and everything like that. But eventually, I think it got to be a little bit too much for us to handle. Um, we all sort of had creative differences and we were all growing in different ways. And John and I um, got married. We were still in the band. We got married. Um, and as I was approaching 30, there's that thing with women, I think, yeah. sometimes with the babies where you're like, I want to do this by the time I'm this age or, yeah, uh-huh. you know, the biological clock or whatever that, yeah. that everyone talks about. And so John and I made the, made the decision, you know, let's let's try to have a family and have some babies and see how this goes. And I told the band, I was like, boys, <laughs> John and I are going to start trying to have babies. <laughs> but it was like that. I mean, we had to reveal. in their eyes. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's funny. They were such an intimate part of the whole, pro- you know, I, I had to talk to them. Right. Like, like it affected them. The relationship, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I think honestly, like a week late, I swear it just happened so fast a week later or a month later I was pregnant. Wow. And so, yeah, it was very easy for us. Yeah. Wow. Which, which is, I feel blessed, you mm-hmm. know, because we made the decision and it happened. And I know a lot of people struggle with, with, have, you know, getting pregnant and everything, but with, um, Omega Love, I think we were we were in a place where we were all, um, like I said, sort of growing apart, and that was just the final nail in the coffin. Sure. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So now, now what? You know. And mm-hmm. so we continued to perform up until I was probably like eight months pregnant. Really? Yeah. What's that like? It was cool. It, it was, was really cool? fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And my daughter, I think, has a great sense of rhythm because of it. Mm-hmm. I would go and sit on that, you know, bass amp and <laughs> I could feel her in there kicking around and um, kicking in rhythm. Yeah, she has great rhythm. She really does. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. And after I had the kid, you know, I had my daughter, um, we just, it just fizzled away. It stopped. Yeah. 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 I feel like I was really ready to, um, I was really ready to become a mother. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was, there wasn't like a difficult process of being like, oh, music or kids, you know, like you were like kids. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right now. And And we did. And it happened. happened. I know (laughs) it happened just the way. It was planned. Yeah. yeah so. so you have two kids? Mm-hmm. And how old are they now? They are eight and almost six. Eight and six. And so what? at what point did you start feeling like you wanted to do music again? Um, I guess when – after my son was born. So my daughter, Marion, was um, two – in four months, and my son Oliver was born. And that was a crazy, crazy time to go from one to two. I was really ready to be a mother of one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not ready to be a mother of two. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets like exponentially crazier, crazy, right? To have a two-year-old and a newborn baby was very difficult. And my husband um, is a nurse. And he was um, just finishing nursing school at that time. 
and then started going back to school. So I was really sort of stuck in the house with babies. Yeah. And I just started to feel like I was going going to explode if I if I didn't find some sort of creative outlet. Yeah. And I also do you, like, have, do you have other creative outlets I besides do, music? I do. I like I I'm a visual artist. I like to paint. That's right. Yeah. I've I seen like to some paint little and draw. things you posted. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. But that kind of stuff is so difficult with kids around. Mm-hmm. Everything is difficult with kids. Yeah. It, they, as far as like having your own um space and your own uh place to do your art and create, it's it makes it harder. Um, but so I just sort of, uh, at that time started playing my guitar because that's something that the kids enjoy, you yeah. know, did you, is that when you learned guitar or did, were you picking up something you had put down? Um, I've played guitar. I guess I learned when I was about 15, I started, I just read tab and, and learned how to play based on where to put my fingers. Wow, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I sit around being like, bing, 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 bing. Well, I How can't. Do you do this? <laughs> I, I don't like riff. I mean, I can play chords and sing. Right. Like, uh-huh. Just as a as keeping rhythm to, to what I'm doing vocally. Uh-huh. Um, so you would play songs for your kids, basically? Yeah, I would play songs for my kids. And I think eventually as they would go to sleep or, you know, as I found free time I started writing mm-hmm. and I played some of the songs for my husband and and that's sort of how the rents were formed. So are these your first songs where you wrote the music and the lyrics? They were. Yeah. 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 That's kind of like a pivotal moment. It is definitely a pivotal moment. I did a little bit of that with Omega Love. Um I just messed around with piano and um and sort of wrote a little bit in that way. But uh this was a real pivotal moment as far as me writing the music and the vocals and then going out and performing it for people. Yeah. Um, Did you, like, that's extra vulnerable, right? Yes, definitely. Like, even more than just (laughs) lyrics. Yes. Somehow. (laughs) I don't prefer it. I don't, I don't enjoy playing guitar um, live so much as just singing. you do play it live in the rents? In the rents, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I've recruited other guitar players so that Mm -hmm. I can sort of put it down. And yeah, focus and like, on singing. yeah, I like hide that in the background. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I still feel cool when I pick it up and play my songs and I'm like, yeah, I can play guitar. Yeah. But, yeah, right. But I mean, it definitely <laughs> looks cool. It looks cool. Doesn't it look like so cool? Yeah, it does. And it feels cool. It feels cool. If only I could play it a little bit better. Yeah. I would feel really cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Someday. Yeah, me neither. Someday. But you're you're in a good place where you can do it a little bit live and you can be doing rhythm guitar probably, mm-hmm. right? And um, mm-hmm. providing the extra lushness to the sound. Definitely. Which is great. Yes, definitely. And um, do you have you ever done it solo? Um, I've done like open mics. Yeah, you have. Yeah. And that's – and actually when the rents first started, um, John would – it was just he and – him and me. Mm-hmm. And he would play um, the drums. But it was so – it was so, – the way I play and sang, it was a very quiet, intimate sound. So he was just kind of keeping rhythm with brushes and it was mm-hmm. just a light sort of background rhythm. So, I mean, that was almost – 
solo, I would say. Yeah. I still had him as my little, yeah, you know, yeah, muse in the background. Or yeah, my, yeah. Or my 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 confident like. Yeah, it's like if there's even one other person <laughs> and anything goes wrong in general. You, it's so it's, hard. It's, you're it's, naked up there. You're really that. naked. And if it's just you, it's like, well, it's all your fault probably. But if it's you plus someone else, not necessarily that you're blaming them directly, but just some shit happened. And <laughs> you know, like you can hide a little bit from mistakes and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. With a full band, you can you can hide. And mm-hmm. I, that's I think that's what I like about um, just being vocals on top of a full band and mm-hmm. not having that pressure of – messing up the guitar and I still do and I I always call it um I always say I Marty McFly'd it because <laughs> you know that scene in uh Back to the Future when yeah. he is playing and his hand starts disappearing yeah. like I feel like I get lost and then just stop playing and my hand just cramps up and oh you got some sort of so, weird nervous thing happens yeah, to your hand yeah yeah. And I'm such an anxious, nervous person anyway. Like, I don't need to be holding instruments and trying to play them. <laughs> I, I mean, at some point, I'd like to explore that a little bit more. But yeah. I feel, like, happy with how I've done it. Where you're at right yeah. now. Yeah. And you – so you would definitely say vocalist is your primary um, instrument. Definitely. And you yeah. you do it so much with so many – in so many different ways and you even like provide background vocals for people if they if they need something mm-hmm. like that on a project and and you're just so like you seem so willing to go out and and play music i am i am very willing um i don't always necessarily i i'm just open to experiences i think yeah you know and with background vocals and things like that i mean all of this with the bachelor boys band it's been a huge learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess in the beginning, I almost didn't consider myself a musician at all, sort of more of like um, more of like a theatrical <laughs> uh, writer and you know performer. Mm-hmm. But now I am mixed in with a lot of really good musicians and yeah you gotta know like, some stuff to be able to like, lead a right exactly yeah you do and 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 it was hard at first it was really hard for me but i feel like i've i've learned so much and i'm i've gotten pretty good at it mm-hmm. and so what was the hard part for you was it like learning all those tunes because so you know the bachelor boys it's a wedding band mm-hmm. and but it's made up of different people of different musicians that are kind of on a roster right and couples can choose yeah. who they want to have <laughs> you're um, on the menu in their band. you're on the menu <laughs> right. and every once in a while there's like a tasting tampler party where you get to see everything on the menu and all the people come and they sing and they play and stuff and <clears throat> and then it's kind of a brilliant business plan to be honest um but absolutely yeah and like wedding couples seem to really love it and then they they pick people from the menu, and maybe you get picked, you know, and you go and you do the thing. You have to learn like 20, <laughs> 40 songs mm-hmm. um, and be ready to lead the band. As a vocalist, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to extend a song 
a lot or you cut it short if it's not going so well and people aren't into it. Or sometimes you're like, oh, we got to go back. Let's do the chorus again because everyone's freaking out and dancing. Right. You know, you just and you have to communicate with these people that you sometimes haven't met until the day you go to the show and you've never even practiced with them. And everyone's supposed to know the material well enough. Exactly. To just lay it down. Yeah. And sometimes they know it and sometimes they kind of don't and it's very strange experience as a musician it's so strange and i think you've just summed up why it's so difficult why it was so difficult in the beginning Mm -hmm. as a person who like i said didn't really consider myself a musician i'd never with omega love you know we we rehearsed we rehearsed all the time mm-hmm. and we played out all the time, the same songs over yeah, and over yeah. and over again. So I never learned how to do it on the fly like that with people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, and like you said, extend solos and know how to lead and know how to point at people and be like, all right, yeah, take it. Take it, Rick. Or like, you know, <laughs> take it, you know, and take to the bridge. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I would I felt like I would like twitch and fumble and and yeah. And I did, and I messed up, and they just sort of, um, I don't know. I, I feel so lucky that people are always giving me chances to, uh-huh. to redeem I myself. I feel like this way, too, but uh, because everyone is a really good musician that's right. involved. Like, you don't, not just anyone gets invited to do Bachelor Boys, right? So so everyone's a really good musician, so there's this way where if if a person who's supposed to be leading them around is just like fumbling or whatever it's Mm -hmm. a soft entry because they're like well we kind of already know what to do you know right but when you're once you're able to harness that confidence and that power as a front person it just adds so much pizzazz to the whole thing and the experience becomes (laughs) even elevated for everyone even the musicians everybody has a great time yeah it ends up being a really cool experience definitely but i have the same i mean as i'm a a novice in this exact way entering into it i'm like whoa i'm like i'm trying to be like james brown up here like leading and doing the hand signals and you know throwing this to you and then i'm gonna do something and you know it's really um it's i'm out of my element for the same reason that absolutely you, you just said but it's helped me a lot in i bring those skills back into my own band and try to yeah apply it there yeah so would you say right now so you're doing a lot of different projects right like you've got the rents and you've got android and you're doing bachelor boys gigs how many of those do you typically do right now um in the busy season pretty much every saturday really Mm -hmm. you're selected a lot you're a frequent you're like a top choice on the menu yeah (laughs) yeah and i've been doing it i mean i i think part of it (laughs) <laughs> maybe I'm a top choice or maybe I've just been doing it for so long that I've been doing it now for, I guess, like four years. Uh-huh. And so I think because I've gotten used to being that, take it, you know, take the solo, take it to the bridge, like being yeah. that person that it's just made it. And I've worked with all the musicians now. I've sort of cycled through them. That adds a lot of value to you as a, right. as a musician. So, in the, so they know me and I know them and we can, you know, there are certain people I think I work well with and oftentimes I'll get paired with those people and mm-hmm. and it just makes the band yeah. better if you know each other. Definitely. Every, every time that's true. Yeah. But uh, I guess my question is, do you, there's kind of two questions. One is, um, these might be related, but they might not be, depending on your answer. One question is, like, do you have one project that you 
feel a lot more vulnerable and dedicated about that you really want to see succeed? And the other question, which might be related is, are you, so there's, there's a lot of, of, of breadth going on here in your musical activity. Would you say you're in a moment of, or a phase of learning and absorbing things, or is it more like you're just trying to perform or do you have a, an aim or a goal of creating something that is gonna, let's say, make it or something like that? I would love to make it somehow. Would you really love to make it? I mean, I I guess maybe I am making it. This is making it. You know, I you are working all the time. Yeah, I'm working all the time. I'm creating things. I guess making it for me is just that. You know, um, being creative and putting it down, and and now having having several albums that I've made with different bands, and um, and yeah. Yeah, maybe I am making it. So it's hard to live in the moment and just say, mm-hmm. this is it. Um, as far as uh, the two bands, so it's the Rents and Android are my two yeah. Um, yeah. two original mm-hmm. bands. Uh, I... I don't know. It's hard because I feel like <laughs> I feel like if I say one thing that I'm cheating on the other band. I know kind of. it's kind of like a weird. I know it's a weird <laughs> question to ask because of that. But but they they seem like different outlets for you. They like, are. The rents is seems like a lot of really personal to you and born of something in here. I'm circling around my heart for those who you can't see me because it's the radio, but, um, you know, it's just a, it's a self kind of thing. And Android seems like, a like, it's, it's like a, so collaborative mm-hmm. and there's other people's ideas that are really strongly influencing. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of talking about my ass right now, but I think yeah. that's my really long distance impressions of, yeah. of the two. Yeah, with Android, it's definitely collaborative. And it's um, Justin Beachak, um, who plays the keys for Android, does a lot of the compo- – he composes the songs. Right. Um, and then I'll come in and I'll, I'll, I'll have lyrics and I'll sort of write – or I'll sit down and I'll listen to um, the song and sort of write lyrics to what I'm listening to. And uh, it's collaborative, but I feel really – um, excited and happy to have focus in my writing with that. Um, Do you mean like because band? he's composing everything that yeah, allows it takes you some to pressure f- off, allows you to focus in on the yeah. lyrics and right the me. lyrics and the performance of the lyrics? Yeah, I guess. And it, it so it takes some pressure off as far as creating a great song because mm-hmm. he's sort of creating a great song and then I'm coming in. It's like back to the Omega Love way. That's sort of how I learned yeah. um, by writing in my journal and sort of making it work over top of music that's already written. Mm-hmm. With the Rents, we joke around and call it the so- our, our song club. There, <laughs> it's, it's made up, the Rents at this point is made up of all friends um, that I've known for such a long time, like 20 years. Uh, I went to high school with, um uh four of the members. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so so with the rents, it's actually turned into just a joyful, fun 
thing where we get together. There's not a lot of pressure. We haven't, we, we recorded an EP, but we don't, we don't throw a lot of money into it and try to, uh, make, um, incredibly professional sounding, right. Um, quality recordings. We just write and we just have fun Mm -hmm. and we go out and we perform and, and it's funny with, you know, when you're not trying to, I guess, quote unquote, make it with a band. I feel like with Andrew, we're maybe trying to make it a little bit more than with the rents, but the rents have landed some really cool gigs. I think because, um, we're having fun and I think that people can feel that and, sense that and Mm -hmm. and um and so therefore they're drawn to it they're drawn to the to the camaraderie of of the people on stage um with android it's a little bit more pressure i think um and i'm still i'm still getting to know these guys you know right how long have you been playing with them um maybe like three years a couple two or three years and they recruited you also they did yeah High demand, Jocelyn. Yeah, it was it was uh, the drummer, <laughs> the top choice on the menu once uh, again. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Kirk, the drummer. Andrew Kirk, the drummer. He um, he was a Bachelor Boys guy as well. Right. When I was uh, having that time where I was writing, mm-hmm. um, when my kids were babies, and I was playing open mics and writing on my guitar, and um, and so Andrew had had come out and he had seen Omega Love back in the day. And he, I think it was when ba- uh, Bachelor Boys was sort of like just getting off the ground and he was looking for vocalists. But originally he came out to an open mic and he asked me if I wanted to sing for Justin Beachak's project that he was um, involved in or writing. He was writing like this really weird like jazz electronic which is what Android is now. Mm-hmm. But that was the starts of Android. And and so Andrew Kirk came out and sort of was like, I heard you perform with Omega Love. And it's sort of in the same vein. It's that like video gamey kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of electronic. Is Android supposed to be some sort of like mashup of Android and Enjoy? Yeah, it is. It is? Good call. Wow, I nailed it. You did. I know. <laughs> I know. And we... Because we, I'm partnered. <laughs> You're the second holder. person who's ever... Who, whoever got that. And I'm all... I was amazed. The first person who said that to me, I was like, you get it. <laughs> you get it. I mean, so it's terrible. I hate naming bands. Yeah. It's I, hard. And, and so we had a night, um, you know around a bar stool or bar table sitting around drinking beer and <laughs> around a bar stool would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and we came up with a bunch of different names and i just when this name uh came out i like the way it looks so a and j r o y i like the letters together and i like the fact that it's a made up word and it doesn't have yeah like it, no one will have android.com. <laughs> right. 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 You're in these bands with all these dudes all the time. Mm-hmm. Although the rents has, you have a Yes, chick. I, I do have a chick. You have a I vocalist. Love her. Yes. It's, it's so nice having a, another yeah. female. Yeah. Right. It's always such a pleasure. A buddy. A buddy. A buddy. And it kind of, you know, 
as we were talking about before this all started, I've always been, um, I have two brothers and in high school and sort of growing up, I've always been like one of the guys kind of gals. Yeah. Um, and so it's been, you know, it's, it feels like it's second nature in some ways with, with the guys. Um, but as I grow older, I feel like I really do need to have some female, um, energy and, and support. And as I put myself out there and feel vulnerable and, you know, I love the support that, that women bring to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times, um, Just like even with different ways of um, – with criticism or ways of trying to improve, females are just so much more loving in how they interact. Yeah. yeah my little question in here is do you deal with a lot of – and then I put in bold – mansplaining? Yes. Of course I do. <laughs> Absolutely. all these different experiences. Yeah, I do. And um, yeah, I'm still kind of learning how to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with it. I usually walk away from it and then as I think more and more about what has been said or mansplained, I get frustrated and angry and and then I feel like I have to figure out how to um, confront the person that and mansplained and me and communicate about it, about it and, and figure out a way to do do so that's not too – um, not too confrontational because uh, you're a woman and it's right. like right? <laughs> it's exhausting it's so hard you know with some of these um, guys that I work with they are uh, I have I guess I've always had sort of like to come back to not considering myself a musician in the beginning. Uh -huh. So I might have a little bit of an inferiority complex sure. with people who read music and people who can, you know, who have master's degrees from Duquesne, mm -hmm. etc. It's hard if you don't know all the lexicon of everything. Right. To yeah. communicate with that language. It is. But I feel like there's a reason why I'm there, you know, and I have to keep that in my head and I have to figure out. And maybe that's why I go go home and I sort of make a bullet point yeah. <laughs> little, you know, speech that I can come back and try to make myself heard when I don't have the language um, of music to rely on. And so do you actually do this? You, you bring in, you confront and you... I do. Do you attempt I'm to do working. that? I do, yeah. Because I think that's really, really hard. It's really hard. I think hard. that's really brave to even try, <laughs> to be honest. There's a way to communicate your ideas and your criticisms. You don't have to be a dick about it. It doesn't have yeah. to be shaming. You right. know, it doesn't have to be put, you know, I don't know. There have been some times where I've I've felt really kind of shamed. Yeah out of the room <laughs> and I had to run away from the situation Wow! and come back and talk about it and kind of, uh, I don't know if, if the band could continue if I don't talk about it. Yeah. Right. Cause it's your, necessary. your resentment would just, right. And just everything about it 
I mean, even going back and talking about it, it seems like that's part, that's like part of the thing now in the band. Right. Right. So, um, it's a relationship. <laughs> it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. I have said that before too, the exact thing that you said, it's like a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. but with like four or six people right. and it gets kind of crazy. And, and maybe that's part of why the rents is so fun too, mm-hmm. because you guys are all friends for a really, really long time. Yeah. And, um, and you have that kind of love that's outside of, it's like you were friends first before you right. got married. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Yeah. So being in a band with your husband, actually you've done it a couple of times. Um, do you feel like you mentioned earlier he's a he's a nurse. Mm-hmm. Music is a male dominated area, mm-hmm. right? And nursing is a female dominated mm-hmm. area. And I have been wanting to ask like a male nurse some of the same questions that I ask women about being in the music zone. Like, what is it like for you to be in a female dominated world? I still don't have the answer to that question, but I was wondering if I could ask you an extrapolated version of that, which is um, about like, obviously he's very supportive of you as a musician, Mm -hmm. right? Do you feel that way? Yes, definitely. Do you think he gets some sensitivity for, for that like support from also being a person who, puts himself into a position that he's in an, he's an underrepresented person in a group that he has a career in, or is he just a great dude? He is really a great dude. (laughs) I mean, he really is a great dude. He's very grounded, grounding. He's very supportive. He's very compassionate. He's very nurturing. Um, he has all of these qualities that are, um, you know, that tend to be more female, uh, sort of gender qualities, um, which is why I think he's a nurse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, good qualities for nursing. Good qualities for nursing. I mean, it, again, we don't have to make it about male and female, but I guess a lot of times um, those are female qualities, and that's maybe why a lot of nurses are female. But so he – he. Uh, you must have an incredible support system to be able to do all the right. I do, music and I work. think that it's because he is a music lover, mm-hmm. and I think that he knows what it's like to be a musician because he is a musician as well. Mm-hmm. Um, does he have other bands too? Or he is does the not. His main thing? He does not. And I, <clears throat> we, <clears throat> excuse me. We often, he often talks about wanting to have other bands. Um, yeah. I sometimes feel a little bit guilty because I know that it's a big love of his as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I hope that there's a time when he can really explore music mm-hmm. as an, you know, as a, as a father. And I mean, I, he does with the rents, but not as much as I do. Yeah. You know, and so I, I sort of feel a little bit guilty in that way. Yeah. Um, and the rents you share and Bachelor Boys is like it's it makes you money. It makes us money. It's a great um it's a really great working musician. Absolutely. Gig. It's yeah. really awesome. So so that's kinda like you working, you know? Mm-hmm. It is like you working, but right. you also get to play all this music and have fun and all these kinds of things. It's like a cool way to make money. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah. So And so, sometimes I feel it's weird, I feel a little bit guilty when I go out and I do it because it is such a cool way to make money. And so I feel like it's almost not <laughs> like I'm not really working. Yeah. Even though I am. And then I, you know, 
I'll sort of project that onto him. He's like, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. You, you know, you don't you don't have to apologize uh-huh. for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's a good guy. So the, the kids are still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Is he the one that's mostly taking care, care of them when you're out? Um, we tag team. I mean, we never get to see each other, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's... He's working. He does three or four twelves a week. Um, I also work in a restaurant, and I also uh-huh. teach preschool music once wow. a month. Oh, my gosh. And so both kids are in school now. Our our days are – they're all different, but, but mostly it'll go – he'll wake up very early and go to work. I get up with the kids, get them on the bus at 7.30 in the morning – and then I have a couple of hours before I head into the restaurant where I work. Mm-hmm. I work there for four hours, come home, get the kids off the bus, and then dad comes home. And we all sit down for dinner. And then on weekends, um, oftentimes he'll be off and I will – he'll be with the kids and I will go out and I'll do the the gig and, you know, get the money and yeah. come home. And So are you guys like – super organized no no so i mean i i have a calendar that i try to keep organized but our house is like it's like a storm wow (laughs) it's it's insane it feels crazy it feels i feel so anxious when i'm there really (laughs) yeah yeah just because it's out of sorts yeah, it's just exhausting. I mean, we are in the thick of it. You know, uh-huh. it's we don't have time together. We're we're trying to make our marriage, you know, s- stay alive and yeah. keep our intimacy, be good parents, and work and have the house be somewhat clean and you know go to the activities with the kids and do it's just insane. And also, be I don't know how I'm doing and independent it. People too. Exactly. Yeah, which is so hard. Which is a huge, right. And it's, it's so important to me though. Um, And I think that John realizes that. And I think that's why he's so supportive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's why he, we got married. Like he, he said that to me before, you know, I get it. Like, I know who you are. Go for it. You know, you got lucky. I did. He's awesome. (laughs) He's really awesome. Yeah. But oftentimes we don't even really have time to speak or think. So. Yeah, with those kids, right. and the, so we, we, we just try to make it work. Uh huh. We're just, and then you go on dates, having gigs together. Yes, we do. Those are our nice. da- that's so date. That's date night. Date night. Yeah, is having a gig. Having. But a that's gig. what you guys love to do. Mm-hmm. So, do you have time to like uh, practice and stuff, or do you just get your practicing in at shows and when you're doing the actual creating of like lyrics or whatever? Um. <clears throat> right now, I feel so busy. Um, as far as practicing for uh, Bachelor Boys band, I just have playlists of the songs and I sing along. Mm-hmm. The kids know every wedding song that I sing, ah, <laughs> which is hilarious. you guys should start your own the Rents Family <laughs> Band wedding band. I know. We maybe we will eventually. I mean, you have everything you need <laughs> eventually. Right? Like you play guitar. John plays the drums. Mm-hmm. You get backup singers with your kids. My kids, maybe we can get them into like keys and bass. Uh huh. And then we're in. That's it. That's it. You've got it. The Rent Family Band. The Rent Family Wedding Band. The Rent Family Wedding Band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, as far com. as practicing for uh, the rents, 
Um, you know, it's I don't I I wish I, that I had more time to practice the guitar and all of that, but uh I just fit it in where I can. Yeah. I guess kids come home from school and during that time, that hour where they would like to watch TV or and have mm-hmm. a snack, mm-hmm. I'll play then. Sometimes late at night I'll write after everybody's sleeping. Yeah. And practice. Yeah. I mean, it's great to hear how someone does something like this in a practical sense, like how you make it work with all the scheduling details and stuff. Because um, I think sometimes people just, they get so exhausted or they, they don't know how ever it would work. And it's very, it can feel very discouraging, Mm -hmm. but the way you do it is by doing it when you can Mm -hmm. and just keeping doing that. Right. And you, it might be a slow build, but that's how you that's how you build right. yourself up that way. Right. Just squeezing. Carve out little moments. Yeah. Squeezing. Definitely squeezing. squeezing. Like even if it's like <laughs> ten minutes or something. Right. Of fiddling around. Right. Squeeze it in. Right. And I'm so thankful for those times when when I do have three or four hours to sit down and try to write and yeah. rehearse and yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming here and talking to us. I know it's a lot of <laughs> this, this morning. Sorry about a, a whole morning. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. No, it's good. <clears throat> Missing pancake hour or whatever you have at the house. Um, so uh, your kids just—I mean, I haven't met them personally, but I've—I've seen—I've heard you talk about them, and I've seen like pictures and things mm-hmm. of of their activities and whatnot, and they seem to be. Also very self-expression oriented, creative little beings. Um, it seems to me like maybe you're recreating your childhood environment kind of for them by like having a lot of music and art and encouraging creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's just so important to me. It's sort of how I view everything is sort of through a creative lens or like an artistic lens. It's kind of the way I see the world. And so it's it's just a natural thing in, in our house. Mm-hmm. And I think because they have John and I as parents, um, it's just coming naturally to them too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also definitely for your daughter to see her mom like being a creative productive creative person out there really doing gigs and stuff like that. That's such a great role model um, experience that you're providing for her. So it's really cool. Definitely. Other people we've had come through the studio here and interviewing them. A lot of them have had moms that were um, musicians and really, and really also going out there and doing it. Um, sometimes fathers too, like obviously either parent will influence you, but um, especially the ones who are really like dedicating their life to music and, and working really hard and making money from music have had moms that went and did that when they were kids and that they saw that. And so they see that it's possible right? from early on. So your kids are seeing that that's possible from early on. Your daughter's seeing that and that's you know, whatever she chooses to do with her life, whether it's music or something else, like 
it's really awesome that you guys as parents are able to to show show them that this is the this is the a way that the world can be mm-hmm. as opposed to what the rest of society is doing right <laughs> which is all right. kinds of right. messed up stuff all the time right right yeah that's so really cool so what Thank song you. so speaking of your daughter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and music and creating your song that you brought today is a song you wrote for your daughter it's yeah, well it's it is. It's a song I wrote. It's called Marion, which is her name. Mm-hmm. Um it's an Android song. So uh I just sat down at the table after I had the music already and started writing and <clears throat> and that's and and this is what came out. It um it was such an amazing experience to have children and I feel blessed and happy and fortunate uh, because of it, it was a very um, sort of spiritual thing for me, especially my first, which is Marion. Um, and so that's what this song's about. It's about her, and I guess it's for her. I mean, she'll always have it, so that's a pretty yeah. cool thing. Yeah, definitely. I have to write one for my son, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, my next goal. My goal. Well, how, <laughs> when did you write this one, and do you have two and a half years from then that you can, like, like the amount of time between... Creating her and creating him, <laughs> right? Right, like you got to make a song for him, and in, in in the next, yeah, like soon, soon, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. So I wrote this one, I guess maybe, maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. perhaps. And so she was how old? Seven. So I have to write one for him before he's seven. Yeah, I have another year. You have another year. All right. Yeah. So it started that's my percolating mission. now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so you sat down, you sat at the kitchen table. I did. Dining room table. Dining room table. Yeah, that's my and spot. You just, that's your writing spot. That's my writing that's your spot. Good spot. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so like you just started writing and then like, did you, how much revision of it did you do? Did you, do you tend to like write straight out exactly what it ends up going to be and you're thinking about it along the way or do you kind of draft and go back and. Um, it. With this one in particular, I think it just sort of came out right away. Uh-huh. And sometimes um, when that happens, those songs are such gems because I think if you're having that sort of like creative moment where things are just almost um, streaming through you, I don't know if you've ever had that kind of moment. Totally. This is a great question I love to ask people is like, how do you experience and what is it? What do you think it is? Because I know, it's it does feel like this. There it's was, great. Yeah. There's this like, I think it's in, in a... You know, ancient Greece, they had like a little character nymph person that was like how they felt or how they thought about creativity. It was like a little dude or whatever, mm-hmm. creative sprite or something that would visit you and bring you all the ideas, you know, yes. and then it would go away. And and it's, you know, I don't probably think there's a real sprite or anything, <laughs> but it's a useful or it's an interesting way to think about it because it does feel like it just shows up. Mm-hmm. And if you don't capture it, it goes away and it never comes back. Like ideas can just like go away. Right. And then they're just gone. And like that's – it's like so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. But if you capture it and you're like, I'm writing it down. Right. And you write the whole thing down and it's just like it's coming out of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, great. Oh, where do they even it. come from? But <laughs> I it's, love when it that happens. came from you. Right. It's, yeah. still, it's always your brain. It is. I think. It does kind of feel like a gift though. It feels mm-hmm. like there's a little creative – yeah, sprite. 
it just kind of takes over for a yeah, second. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it for me, um, I've always used art and music and dance and all of those things as therapy. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes when I'm having a really tough moment or I'm in my head too much, if I just sit down and start writing or start painting or whatever, mm -hmm. um, it gives me something to focus on other than what's happening in my brain. Yeah. And so... Or it, maybe it slows down how you're processing yeah, it so it comes out a different way. It comes out a different way. And it yeah. comes out as as a little creation that I've made. And, and then I feel better. I always feel better after it happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, awesome. so, so this is great. And I'm excited to hear, is it like, is it more of a story? Is it like how you feel about your daughter? So it's all about, um, it's very literally about the experience of, um, of being pregnant and mm -hmm. then, and then, and then the joy of sort of having this little person that that you made, that uh -huh. I made yeah. <laughs> with my husband, and and seeing her grow, and um, and watching her personality happen, and yeah. and it's um, there's a line in the song where I say, I hold up a mirror and I see us, and it's having children. Oftentimes, I don't. I feel like my husband and I always are like, it's like holding up a mirror because mm -hmm. they imitate everything you do. Um, but then they're also becoming their own people and they have qualities that, you know, like our sense, of, her sense of humor is so bizarre, but it's just like my sense of humor. So uh -huh. we, you know, we laugh together. And, and so I guess it's just about that entire experience um, of, of raising a little person. It's like a little half you. A little bit of half me, but but also watching her um grow into her own person and yeah. and, and how amazed I am to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, it sounds I mean it sounds like an amazing and almost like a like you can do you find here's a question that I have about it. Do you find that you love yourself more as you see yourself in your children? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I do. I'm still trying to learn how to love myself fully. <laughs> you know, I still struggle like a, like a teenager sometimes trying to figure oh, that don't out. Don't you hate that? I feel like that too. I'm like, I'm still writing my journal and poems, I know. but they're now their songs, but they're still really just like teenage poetry. I'm like, I'm sad, men suck. And I'm just like, ah, right. when will this end? Right. When am I just going to be cool with my with being? Me. I know. We'll get, I'm, I'm getting there. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there Yeah, I think that aging really helps that a lot. I know, think so. Because a lot of things become irrelevant and you see exactly how irrelevant they are the mm -hmm. older you get and um and then you can just get down to the business of just being yeah yeah but um but this is great i'm really looking forward to listening to your song so let's let's give it a whirl
Well, an ending so theatrical and, and dramatic, know, and the sweeping orchestral. I know. And yeah. uh, and like it's like, does your voice just like go super high at the end, or is that is it like like merges into instruments and just takes off? My voice does not go super high usually. No, it does. yeah, it's. I think that's Justin. So Justin plays guitar as well. Uh huh. I really love not having the pressure of playing an instrument. Like I yeah. love that they can take the you know the theme of this song and and run with it, uh-huh. and they have the tools to go to this like dramatic creative place. Yeah, where I feel like you know as we were talking before with the rents, I'm always like G C D, you know, like yeah. la la la, and then. And then you know, I just don't have the. Oh, you the feel tools. like your. I wish I could. Ability ex- <laughs> to express in the music way is limited because of exactly. your skill. And I do. so, and I, I understand this. Like, I feel like this too with like the musicians in my band. They're so good at their individual instruments mm-hmm. that when I leave a lot of that their parts up to them, mm-hmm. then it's just so much more interesting because right. they know how to play their instruments. I'm no good at those things right in the guitar so like i don't have any business telling them what to do yeah um and i feel the same way. like if i write on guitar it turns out like kind of simple <laughs> you know but it's then simple. they make it they make it more interesting they do yeah so when it's you fun. when you um when you like write write all of the, the the piece for that that you contribute and you bring it back to them you're writing on top of some music that they presented to you mm-hmm. you write your thing and you bring it back how much does what you did end up changing the arrangement. Um, like, was that pretty much it? And you just, <clears throat> that was already the arrangement or did things that you did with the melody or the, the way you do the vocals like change? With this song did? in particular, nothing changed. Um, I believe even when this song was presented to me, Justin already had an idea for the melody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of just plopped words and I sang. Think. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times where I've written the melody and I'll come back to them after the song's been presented and I, I write over top of it with a melody and, um, usually it works with this band. It's, it's interesting because, um, the way Justin writes a lot of it is, um, I think very jazz influenced. I was going to say, you can definitely hear jazz elements in that Mm -hmm. song. And so, um, in some ways, it makes it difficult to, uh, like, usually I'll come up with a melody line that works, but then there are oftentimes a few notes that have to change, or I'll have difficulty with different parts of um, the intricate mm-hmm. chords that are Yeah, being... like, what's the right note to go into right, that chord, or right. what's, the, what's the cool blue note, or whatever. <clears throat> right, and I don't, when I write um, my melodies and lyrics i don't sit down at a piano i'm just sitting there and oftentimes i'll just record my voice over top of it um and see if it works that way rather than you know i think maybe some people might do that in more of a musical way like punch out play along on a keyboard or on a Mm -hmm. guitar but Mm -hmm. i just do it all by ear and so um that makes it a little bit harder because i don't um necessarily I'm just listening you know yeah. I don't necessarily have like the mathematical equation and the correct notes and the all the intervals all the everything. intervals yeah so you guys go do a little <coughs> bit of back and forth to mm-hmm. marry the two pieces together right right mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
It's cool. I like the song in it. Um, but I, ch I did chuckle a little bit when I was thinking about it. If you didn't know it was a song about your daughter and pregnancy and all this kind of stuff, like the line about, um, remember when you grew inside me, I'm like, Oh, that could be like so dirty seeming, <laughs> I know. but then it's like, no, 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 it's my no, baby. It's like, like literally you perv, you perv, you perv, it's my baby What's wrong with you. <laughs> so you guys just released the album that that's on. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And how did your release yes. go? It went, it went it well. Time. It was a good time. Yes. We had, um, we had a couple of, uh, background singers. We had Kiki. Yeah, Kiki and, and Kiki Brown from the Buckle Downs yes, and yes. Chloe. Chloe White. Chloe Wise. Wise. Yeah. Who we just were, we were just playing with her in Working Breed too. We were like bringing oh, yeah. her in. And it's been That's like. That's what she said. Yeah. Speaking of just having a female in the I band, know, it's, it's been so like nice. such a joy to have her presence around. I can't even tell. And you. I love her personality. <laughs> she's, she's so great. She's fun. She's, she's really cool. So fun. I and get her, her sense of humor. Me too. And her costume game is strong. Mm. She does like, and she goes for it. Yes, she like, does. With the changing of her appearance <laughs> and her face and her gender and everything. I mean, she's just yeah. She's, she's awesome. She's really funny and yeah. an incredible musician. Also, yes, really. She knows all that chord stuff. She sure does. And yeah. she can talk all that stuff. And it's great because. The bassist mm -hmm. wants to always talk all that stuff. And I'm like, now you have someone to talk to. It's great. <laughs> right. And he's like, now you have someone to talk to because you're women. And I'm like, yeah, and that's also great. <laughs> so we hope it works out with Chloe. She's good. Yeah, I hope so. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so you had them doing backup vocals for you. Yes, on that's a few great. of the songs. And then we had... You had um, a horn player. We had two. Yeah, we had uh, J.D. Chasen, who plays trumpet, and Rick Matt, uh -huh. who plays saxophone. Um, and so... Uh, they also play on a few of the songs that are on the album. Mm -hmm. How many songs are on this album? Eleven. There are eleven songs. It's wow. a full, full, the full deal, full album. Yes, really yes. cool. And yeah. it's going to be on Spotify and everything already. There. I think eventually on Spotify. I don't think it's there yet. It's on iTunes. It's on iTunes. It's on iTunes. Awesome. There we go. Cool. Yes. Cool. 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 Um, great. So thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today. And um, um, everyone should go find Android's new album on iTunes. <laughs> and is the rents available um, online? The rents, I want to say Bandcamp. Uh-huh. Yeah. Available on Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have, I believe, four songs. Yeah. 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 But the rents come check out live. Definitely. It's a fun time. It is a fun time. I can vouch for that. <laughs> I have seen it in person. And Android. I'm not cheating. Android too. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> As it being a relationship, right? They're, like, they're it's like, fun. I'm cheating on it. <laughs> um, and I guess one last question for you. I meant to ask this earlier, but like you started college in this theatrical domain and i'm just wondering if part of being not playing the instruments allows you to maintain some of that theatrical because sometimes you talk about how how you sing the mm -hmm. words right like you phrase it like it's not just like that you're singing or the content but it's like how you present it also right. so Definitely. is this like just like is the theatrical part of you always just still a little there absolutely yeah. and i think someday when I'm not doing music anymore, I want to try to go explore that side of myself. Really? Yeah. Do some theater. Do some theater. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll see. You might see me 
at the South Park Theater coming yeah. <laughs> or something someday. Well, keep on keeping on. <laughs> I am confident that you're going to continue to maintain your creative life and um, and bring that to the world and to your kids and everything. It's just really awesome. Thank so, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having me. You've been listening to Petticoat Rule, galvanizing women in musical creativity. The views and opinions expressed during the show are solely those of persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the producers. Subscribe and find more information and episodes at petticoatrule.net. Follow us on Facebook at Petticoat Rule and on Instagram and Twitter at Petticoat Rule FM. Thank <laughs> you.